Love Never Fails heard daily on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, today, questions and answers with Tony Joe. Today, we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Good afternoon, this is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Actually, the special car corner edition of Prudent Money. Tony Joe's here, as he is every Friday, to take your car corner questions. To have a line open, if you'd like to call in, 1-877-913-5357. Listen, you can also go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com. And at the website, uh, you can send a question in, and we'll get you taken care of. That's all at prudentmoney.com. Tony, Joe, how are you today? I am doing well, sir. Thank you very much for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing good. As we always say, it's Friday. What could be better? Mm -hmm. Well, that (laughs) depends if you have to work all weekend. (laughs) That's right. Then it's just another weeknight. Yeah, you need to do something about that. Just another school night, as I say. Another another school night. Mm-hmm. So my pastor used to have this thing in uh, men's Bible study where he would take questions and answers, and it was called try to, it was called stump the chump, trying to to stump him. Mm-hmm. You know, I well, you and I have been on the radio together for since 1992, which it just doesn't even seem possible. I don't think I've ever heard you get stumped in a question. Um, well, maybe not here on the radio program, but generally people ask fairly relatively easy questions because I have been stumped every day of my life, you know, in what I do. I mean, I'm not saying permanently stumped, but things do not come as easy for me as, you know, you might think. You got to work at it. I mean, there's a lot of things that confuse you, especially with the changing, constant changing technology that exists today in automotive industry. It's, you know, it used to be, it's a myth to think there's still the old guy mechanic out there that has seen it all and done it all and knows everything. That does not exist anymore. I don't care how many years you've been around. I don't care how long you've been doing this. You learn new stuff Every day, it's impossible. It's like an ocean of information. They cannot be absorbed by one person. It's impossible. Now, do you find, how do you keep up with all the new technology? I mean, that that's, uh, and, and is there situations where people bring their newer cars into you and you say, you know, you probably need to take it to the dealership? Or, or, or do you, I mean, do you, what kind of situations like that do you run into? Well, as far as taking it to the dealership, I don't know that I ever resort to that, but <laughs> because of the cost and the, right. you know the extra uh, people 
generally won't bring a car if it's under warranty. And if they do, I tell them to go to the dealership. Yeah, sure. It's still sure. under warranty. Sure. So how do you approach something like that? Well, Bob, the honest truth is you just have to educate yourself. If you have a problem with a car on a system that you are not familiar with, and when I say that, I don't mean not familiar with in general, but specifically not familiar with all the little nuances with that particular make, model, and system, then you have to educate yourself. You've got to read up, see how it works, see what, you know, generally how does it work, because one system on one car can be different from the operation of that same system on another car. So there's a lot of little things that you have to keep up on. Generally, you can look it up in technical manual, uh, online manuals that we have today and things that, information that you need to resort to and a lot of reference materials available. But there's also a lot of education that goes along with keeping up with today's vehicles. Uh, There's schools that are offered that I attend. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of training, seminars, things that, you know, if you're going to be serious and you're going to be realistic about how much knowledge you need to be able to work on some of this newer stuff, you have to educate yourself. And, you know, it's not cheap. I mean, it comes with a cost. These seminars are not free. And, you know, it's not like uh, anybody's providing it. You just have to pay for it, learn it, come back with some information that you had not had previously and hope that you can utilize that to or implement it on the next time you see something like that. Because if you don't, then you'll get lost very easy. If you drop out of the mechanic world today, after about a year, you're done. I mean, you can get back into it, but you've lost so much of an edge that it's very difficult to get back up in the saddle. And that's that's one of the main reasons why you do what you do. For you, what you've always told me is that you you, you stay involved in, in the repair and, and fixing of cars of all, of all types, of all kinds of situations, to make sure that you do stay up on what's going on. Yep. You, well, I mean, you have to. Mm-hmm. If you're going to stay in the business, then you have to do that. Well, tell me this. You know, you see a lot of people more more the the the, uh, the ages of, of my kid of my kids that uh, you know got want to fix something. Go to YouTube and you'll find a video on it to, mm-hmm. to fix it. How much does that concern you when it comes to automobile repair? Because I mean, it, it's not it's not as easy as, as as one would think. You know, but you know what. The thing about the Internet and all the YouTube videos and all the available information that you have, I can only speak to the area on which I am well-versed in, and that's the automobile repair part of it. I can tell you right now that some of the stuff that my kids show me on car repair is not good, and it's on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I wonder how can they say that when I know that's not right. But anybody, like my son says, anybody can post anything on YouTube. Right. Now, there are other ones that are excellent. Right. Okay, reference material. So like the Internet, you've got to take, you know, you've got to consider there's good and bad. There's pros and cons to everything. And I'm sure 
it's that way in every industry. I can only speak to mine, but I'm sure that the, oh, I don't know, a financial planner like you has seen some things that oh, advice yeah, that was yeah. probably not the best advice. And you, we talk about it a lot, oh, a lot on there. Okay, yeah. well, see, that's, that's the same thing yeah. in every industry. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the special car corner edition of Prudent Money, one 877 Let's talk to Nick on line one. Nick, welcome to the program. Sorry to keep you waiting. What's on your mind today? Hey, guys, I got nothing better to do than wait on the great Bob and Tony show. <laughs> Surely you got something Tony better to do. <laughs> Stop this, calling this, him Shirley. your favorite. Do, uh, this is your favorite attorney call now. I just want to make sure you guys are staying within the bounds of the law today. I don't want you yeah, to get yes, arrested. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for bailing me out last week, by the way, Nick. I appreciate that <laughs> well, 3 o'clock in the morning know, you, bailout. You're going to have to cut down on those bottles, Tony Jeff. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that's, bo- that's bottles of oil, folks. He doesn't, this man does not drink. Dr. Pepper. Anyway, uh, I, I actually have a legitimate question today. Now, I know, I know you guys are going to be really broken hearted because I don't have a joke today, but hey, you know, you can't get everything. Mm. Uh, we'll get over it. Brand new tires on my <laughs> brand new tires on my car yesterday, Tony Joe, all balanced and everything. The ride is much better, but my steering wheel is still shaking a little bit when I brake. And the internet, speaking of what the internet says, the internet says it's. You know, probably my rotors. What's your What's your thought? Could it be something besides the rotors? Well, it, it's very unlikely, Nick. The reason I say that is because if I asked you, I I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me yes. But this shaking only occurs when you apply the brake, right? Yep. So far, I just had the new tires put on yesterday, but that's right. the only time I've experienced it. Okay. Well, on the other, I'm going to say the same thing. The rotors get warped over time. They absorb a lot of heat, and they become distorted, and they have hills and valleys in them. And when you apply the brakes, only when you apply the brakes, the disc pads are kind of going in and out of those hills and valleys, and it's setting up to you as a shake or vibration. So it makes perfect sense. Now, if I remember right, at one point you had that Honda. You still have it? Yeah, still good. It's still okay. the old Honda, yeah. So it's still the Honda. Okay. Yeah, has it been a while since you've had brakes? Well, you know, I was trying to remember. I'm going to have to look at look at my records. I was going to ask you, is is it likely that, it, could it be the pads and the rotors, or is it? Well, I will. <clears throat> Here's where you get into kind of a, kind of a catch-22. Just so the rest of the listeners know this, let me tell you how that works. If the rotors are warped, whether the pads are worn out or not, uh, you, you, you can't match old pads with brand new rotors. The surfaces are going to be so different that it might end up squealing on you when you apply the brakes. So you have to start with a brand new rotor and a brand new pad, and then when you install them, you drive it. And you burnish them in. In other words, you apply the brakes so that they seat together. They mate both surfaces, the one on the outside of the pad and the one on the outside of the rotor on both sides. When you do that, it kind of seats everything in, and you end up with a nice, even braking surface with no unnecessarily resonant squeaks or squeals or any funny noises. 
So if you were to put new rotors on, you would want to change the pads whether they're worn out or not. And it's too bad because you may have money to wear out in those pads yet, but you don't want to put up with the squeals and have to end up replacing the pads anyway. Well, that's sort of like an analogy that an old man shouldn't marry a young woman. Mm, not sure about that one. I Hang on, Nick. We're, we're in the middle of a break. I'll, we'll get back to you on the other side. This is Bob Brooks, one 913 We'll be right back. The Word for Today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and Kay Smith, pastorchuck.org. At pastorchuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation, and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at pastorchuck.org, a full library of great teachings by Kay Smith and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org As a child, did you dream about hunting for treasure? About following a map leading to untold riches? Well, on Through the Bible this week, we set off on a journey that leads to treasure, not treasure buried in the ground or found in a sunken ship, but the treasure found in the Old Testament book of Proverbs. Listen daily, 6.30 p.m. on Bible School Radio 91.3. Hi, this is Bob Brooks, host of the Prudent Money Radio Show. You know, marriage and money can be a toxic combination. The best way to avoid arguments over money is to practice this principle— Show grace unless you are perfect. We all make financial mistakes. Treat your spouse with grace and love versus making them wrong and yourself right. Listen to the Prudent Money Radio Show on Bible School Radio 91.3. Prudent Money, the home of the modern-day steward movement. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money, one 913 is the uh, number if you want to talk to Tony Joe. Nick, are you still with us? I'm still here. Okay, go okay. ahead, Tony Joe. She's telling me I need to go ahead and get, I need to go ahead and get rotors and pads on, on all four wheels, Tony Joe. Well, I don't know if you need them on all four, Nick. Most of the problem that you'll feel, it, for instance, in the steering wheel it's going to be the front. And remember yeah. that the front end of the vehicle gets 70% of the braking effort. So it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that all you need to do is adjust the fronts and have somebody just eyeball the backs. But if they're still good, you don't need to do anything with the rears. Okay. Now, Sounds like a deal. Nick, would Sounds it be like, possible? Like good advice. Okay. So you, does that answer your question? <clears throat> Absolutely. All right. Well, Nick, next time you call in, would you please have a joke on the Ready Five for us? I'll, I'll try to email y'all one in the meantime. Just don't to make be, up for don't be so lazy, today. you know. <laughs> well, you know, you know, attorneys don't do any work. We just client, clients come in. We have to meet with our secretary, pull out the forms, and we just sit back and smoke a cigar in the back room and play cards. Is that right? <laughs> Confessions well, from... Like, me, you know, like case of Tony Joe, he's got his three sons working for him, so I think he's smoking a lot of cigars out there. 
He, oh, you don't realize this, Bob, but he, he's got a secret communication with his sons right now. Anytime these questions come in, they're listening on the radio, and they give him the answers is what the deal is. Hey, come on. Nate. Don't, <laughs> don't uh, tell all the secrets now. <laughs> well, I do, I do want to say one. I like to say this at least once a year just, just for the audience. Listen, this guy you're listening to, Tony Joe, probably knows more about cars than anybody on the planet. I, I've, I've had several problems with cars over the years. That I've, I've got a, a good mechanic I've used for years out in, in a suburb of Dallas, and he, he's very good. But I've had problems I've taken to other mechanics. I've called dealerships. I had a just an ignition thing that Tony Joe identified immediately. I had people telling me, oh, you know, you just drain the fuel tank. Look at this. Look at that. People didn't have any idea what's going on. And Tony Joe says, oh, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the ignition, and it's just the electrical component of the ignition. It's not, you know, not the whole thing. So... If you're in the audience and you got a question, this guy is the man to call. I've been I've been trying to tell people that for years, but they 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 go and see him and they go, "This guy? Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, well, thanks for thanks for those nice comments. I really yeah, appreciate you, it, and I hope just, that just whack, him over, just whack him over the head, Tony Joe. You know, <laughs> thank you. Can't you can't? Bob's so brain damaged already. You can't hurt him. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, Will you have a always 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 try to introduce a little bit of levity to the show. Sure, there you Thank go. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling in. And Lord bless you. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to this special car corner edition of Prudent Money. I uh, I totally agree with Nick about uh, you know that's well, we won't keep going on about that, but uh, yeah, you, you. What do you agree with him about me or about you? No, but. <laughs> No, that would be about you okay. and your abilities. Well. God has, has, has uh, tremendously blessed you. one 913 And uh, on the break when I said about marriage, show grace unless you're perfect, and then you said, but I am perfect. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't think so. You know, <clears throat> well, <laughs> I, I will say that, you know, you're – your programs are really good and informative, Bob. They Thank really you. are. Thank and I, I have to say that about you because you get a lot of good information. Well, thank you. Give, you. I'm sorry. You give a lot of good information. Thank you. That'll be 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit. Uh, that's, that's frustrating. I was just thinking about this with, with Nick. You know, if you've got a, a situation where you take your car in, there's something about getting four brand new tires, getting everything balanced, getting everything fixed, and you're just thinking this is going to ride so smoothly, and it's and you still got that that little shaking. Well, you know, Bob, the thing about shaking like that is just common logic for those that are listening and wondering about maybe they have a similar problem. When you are driving down the road at 70 miles and 60 miles an hour. And you experience nothing but smooth ride. Everything's cool. Steering wheel's not shaking. Everything seems smooth and easy. And then you apply the brake, and you get this vibration in the dash, the steering wheel, depending on how bad it is. Think about it for a minute. If it's only when you apply the brake, it's got to have something to do with the brake system. Right, Because if you let off the brake, all the other front-end parts, tires, Wheel hubs, bearings, everything is still doing the same thing. 
The only difference at that point is that you're applying the brake pedal. So that's one thing that confuses a lot of people. Is it a front end problem or is it a brake problem? Do I need an alignment? I mean, no, you've got to address it in this manner. There's something connected with the brake system that's causing that problem. Take your foot off the brake, everything straightens out, then you do not, more than likely, there is no front end issue, no chassis pull, no, no uh, tire separation, bent wheel, nothing. It should be wrong at that point. Had a question come in, and uh, I, I got to say, this is something that I don't, that uh, I, I can't remember you answering uh, as well. It says, I had a light come on to check my coolant, and it's getting cold outside. I thought that this only happened during the summer months. And that's what I would think, too, is that why would the coolant level all of a sudden, and I think that's happened to me a couple of times, but get low this time of year. Well, the coolant in an automobile is a non-consumable. It doesn't disappear. You don't use it up like brake, like a windshield washer fluid or something like that. If the coolant level is low, then you have leaked it somewhere. And it really doesn't matter whether it's summer, winter, whatever. You can develop a small leak in the system at any time. So when the coolant is low and the light comes on telling you it's low, the first thing you need to do is add some so that you operate with the right amount of coolant in your car. And the second thing you need to address is where did it go? Now, I will say there are times when the pressure cap alone can cause this problem, the radiator cap. People never would suspect that. It, the radiator cap is a very sophisticated device that does way more than just plug the hole in the radiator so water can't come out. It is a temperature-related spring that holds a certain calibrated spring that holds a certain amount of pressure on the system. And on the top of the cap, it will tell you how many pounds per square inch it is supposed to be rated at. So if it's a 16 PSI cap, it will hold 16 pounds per square inch of pressure on the system to keep it from leaking out around the overflow or worse, when the overflow gets too full, it'll go out on the ground and you can lose coolant that way. So there's a number of reasons. I mean, you may not see it on the ground when you park, but there's a number of other things that needed to be checked to find out why you're losing coolant. Where did it go? Now, I will say sometimes you lose, you know, a, a very small, insignificant amount, and it may not amount to a pint. So you've got to top it off. And you really don't see it or have any problem for another six months or a year. Sometimes those little leaks are so insignificant that they're not worth trying to pursue. They can be leaks due to expansion and contraction of hose clamps, uh, minor thermostat gasket leaks, little places that, you know, you can, you can constantly battle this problem. Where is the coolant going? You're never going to see it because the coolant only leaks for the first few minutes when the vehicle is cold on a cold day. Once the engine gets up to operating temperature, everything expands and the leak is non-existent. Those can be stretched bolts, things that aren't quite tight. I mean, there's a number of reasons you can lose 
a very small amount over an extended period of time, and you top it off, and then you don't have this problem for a year. You don't even think about it anymore. Uh, that does exist, and it's quite common. So you put the coolant in, and uh, if, if the light stays off, you're good. If right. the light if, comes back on, you probably need to get it checked out. Right. If you experience this problem every week or month, then, yeah, you probably ought to get it in and have it looked at. But if you have to add once in a great – once in a blue moon, then save yourself some money and don't even pursue it because it's sometimes – you'll spend so much money trying to find it that it's not worth it. Right. So there's a, a yellow light that comes on, and, and I'm assuming that's more of a warning. It is. And then there is a red light that says, hey, you got, you got a huge problem where you're about out of coolant. Well, under normal circumstances, generally speaking, you're going to have a, a yellow light or amber, just like a stoplight at an intersection, is caution. So if it's yellow and it says add coolant or it says coolant or it says coolant level, I mean, there's so many cars say so many different things. Generally, if it's yellow, you're okay. You do need to add coolant, but you don't have to stop driving your car at that point. If the red light comes on and it says overheating, then that's time for immediate action, as we've discussed many times. But I'm sure that that the measuring of whether you need coolant or not happens on a fairly full tank, right? You You know what I'm trying to say? Like you're, you're going to get a, a third of the way down or something. You're still going to have a lot of coolant. Yes, you're correct. Yes. This is Bob Brooks. you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.